0: Welcome back to the latest episode of Dear Founder. I can't wait for you to meet Rachel Schwartz. But before I introduce her to you, I want to let you know that in a few weeks, I'll be kicking off my first ever small business marketing workshop, Just Get Started. Join the Dear Founder Facebook community for more info and a little taste of the info I'll be sharing as I go live regularly with short lessons and I take all of your questions right there in the group. You can check out past Q&A sessions and tune in for the next one. The link is in the show notes or you can go to Facebook and search Dear Found Her group and request to join. It's free. And now on to today's guest. During the pandemic, I found Rachel Schwartz when a friend of mine tagged her on Instagram. I started to follow her and I immediately fell in love with her realistic approach and her theory on nutrition. Many of her tips I started to enact into my own daily routine, and I saw a huge difference. I know so many others did too because she is blowing up on Instagram. Rachel is your health and wellness bestie. Not only does she provide realistic solutions, but she shows up every single day and she responds, engages, and talks to you over social media. She's the epitome of someone who took the leap, making their side hustle, their full-time gig during the pandemic, and honestly, she's killing it. From one-to-one nutrition coaching, group coaching, and bigger challenges, Rachel honestly has something for everyone. She's a certified nutrition coach with a realistic, no BS approach towards nutrition and fitness to help you ditch dieting for good and live a life free of food noise. Rachel has exploded on Instagram where most of her clients come from. And after you meet her today, you'll most definitely see why. Rachel and I dive deep on how she made it a success and how she turned her lifelong dream into something that she loves doing every single day. So, welcome to the Dear Found Her podcast, Rachel Schwartz.
1: Hi, Rach. It's how so good to you? see you. I didn't put any makeup on or anything. Is that okay? Yes, it's fine. Don't worry. Everyone sees
0: you real life anyway on Instagram, so who cares, right? Exactly. So I don't care at you. all.
1: <laughs> As you can tell, I never, like, have my shit together, I feel like.
0: Thank you for doing this. I am, like, I am so excited to share your story. I I am so proud of you. Thank you. I am. I mean... That means so much. Thank you so much. I just... I, I feel like I was like a bit of an early adopter, not as early an adopter as Sam Spector who introduced us. But I, you know, I've been following you now for quite some time and just one to see you go from like here to here has been amazing. But two, to see you go from here to here and not change a thing about yourself is also amazing. And so you should Thank be really you. proud of yourself because you. I think it's really easy to kind of, get lost in like the vanity of the numbers and this and that, and the followers and the comments and whatever. And like, you have not, you have stayed true to not only yourself, but to your mission and to your information, which is why I follow you. So
1: that seriously means so much to me because I mean, I feel like you can read my mind. Like that's, that's what I'm here for. And even though of course, and I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point during this conversation, like it can get to you at points where you're like, do I need to switch it off? What you know, and then I'm like, no, like, just like keep talking about what you want to talk about. And like, don't like, like, just like kowtow to that bullshit because you feel like you're going to grow or it's going to get you this or that, you know? And like, I always bring it back to my business, you know? It's like so hard to get wrapped up in the numbers of social, but I'm like, how is my business doing it? Like my business is what I really want to be caring about at the end of the day you know,
0: a hundred percent, um,
1: but same with you. I'm so proud of you, like going off on your own. I mean, I feel like you were so early in the game in terms of entrepreneurship and like building up that massive business all on your own basically. And now like this, like, I honestly, like, I'm not kidding. That's like the, um, trailer to the podcast. I like had shivers.
0: Oh my God. Thank you. That, so, like That means so much to me because I'm, I, I'm
1: listening. Though.
0: I have yeah. just been, you know, so caught in the same thing for almost 12 years now I've been doing Bump Club and I don't get me wrong I love Bump Club I love everything that I built but it was just you know time for something new and I wanted to have that feeling that I initially felt as you know when you're first starting something out and like really helping people out and I felt like as I'll always be a parenting expert right you know I mean I have kids I have that experience but like this is something that I can just truly help people with and I I just, my bucket is so much more filled right now doing this and bringing people's stories to life for others. And also like just sharing those like little tips and like tidbits of information that like are very inherent to me and my everyday, but maybe not so much to other people. Same with you in like your nutrition world. Like you share these little bits of information that like they are your day to day. It's how you live your life. Like this is how I live my life. But when you verbalize them and you share them, it literally can change someone else's life.
1: Even if it's like the simplest, most basic thing, which is like usually what it is, you know, the thing that really does it for people. You know, everyone's looking for like the tip or the trick or the, or the this or the that or like the freaking special unicorn that's going to jump out at you. And you're just like, no, like this, like keep it simple. Like you can get creative at some point, but like the basics and the foundation are like where it's at with everything, you know? 100%.
0: So I just think it is so important that other people know what you have done and what you have done in such a short time and can see the possibilities for themselves in you. And and I want to tell you part of this is really important for me to share with you. Part of why I did what I did was when I did your challenge, your first challenge in May, which we're going to get into Rachel's nutrition challenges, but when I did Rachel's nutrition, it was a 30-day nutrition challenge in May and like it was just, it, it was really life-changing for me from like a health and wellness and nutrition standpoint. But I saw what you were doing on social media with your expertise. And I was like, I can do that for entrepreneurs. And that was really a catalyst for me to kind of look at like, how am I using social media? And that was back in May. That was before I left Bump Club. And I, I said to my husband, like, I can do what Rachel's doing for people and their health and wellness and their diet for their business. I want everyone to know, and I know I said this in the intro. So I met Rachel through my longtime friend, Sam Spector. He is a fashion stylist. He dresses the stars. He's hilarious. He's amazing. And he's going to love that I'm talking about him here. Shout out Um, to
1: Sam. We love you. Shout out to (laughs) Sam. But
0: so Sam posted something about Rachel and tagged Rachel. And I clicked over and I was like, oh, who's this girl? And I loved the Rachel's Instagram account and this was like kind of early on in the pandemic. I mean, it was, it was probably like not beginning of 2020, but like,
1: I, I, I mean, it was probably like mid 2020 somewhere around there. That's when I got like into the thick of like transforming my, my platform into like personal to business. That was and, really the start of it.
0: And I just loved what you were doing and the tips that you were sharing. And I was like, I got to follow this girl. So I started following Rachel and then I had Rachel on Bump Club and we did a live and people loved it. And I Which will tell I you that by the people way. loved it because you speak the truth and you... Don't sugarcoat things. And it's okay if you swear here. I know that's, don't worry about it. Okay, Um,
1: Okay. that was going to be one of my questions.
0: (laughs) But the most interesting thing about you is like you had a day job. You had a project manager day job and the pandemic really forced you to kind of reevaluate and look and it brought you home and you pivoted tremendously and took this passion of yours and it, you, it's exploded. I mean, it has exploded, and I want you to take us through that journey and what happened and how you got to where you are and what you are doing exactly.
1: So, basically, as Lindsay said, I was a project manager for 12 years. I worked at this company, kind of ironically, for a plus size fashion beauty catalog. Not ironic in the fact that, like, there, you know, I think it's amazing and I think there's like incredible things happening out there, but it's just like kind of funny to go from like the one extreme to like then, you know, my life's work of trying to like take weight off of people and of course be healthy and strong and fit and all those fun things. But anyway, I was at this job, but honestly, I thought I was going to die at the shop. I just did. I was one of those people, just like everybody else where I like I did have some passions and i will talk about that in a second, but I just, I don't know. I was like so set in this and I was insecure. I didn't have enough faith in myself and I was like, I, this job is so cushy and it's so comfortable and it really served me for many years. I met amazing people. I had amazing bosses. And, you know, as a project manager, you learn all the basics. You learn communication, teamwork, strategy, um, organization, all these amazing tools that I think have really helped me with my own business. But yeah, I, it was my first job out of college. And I thought it was going to be my last job out of college, quite honestly. And over the course of those years, I've always been interested in nutrition and and fitness. There was no like huge, everyone's like, what was the moment? I wasn't like a, a 180, like huge transformative thing where I went from like unhealthy to healthy or something like that. Basically, I always had an unhealthy relationship growing up um, when I was younger. I don't want to put blame on my mom. With food, right? Results. Yes, with food. I'm sorry, an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, and my body in general. I was always a chubby kid. I was, I'm very small, I'm very short and petite. I never carried my weight well. I was never like overly. Heavy by any means, but like I was chunky, and I always knew it growing up. My sister was my sister's short too, but had a, had a much slimmer figure than me. And um, I always loved to eat. And from a you know, I grew up in the eighties and the early nineties, where my mom was on every fad diet that most other moms were. You know, it was whether the Atkins or like the no fat, low fat. South Beach, Weight Watchers, which I there's parts of Weight Watchers that I love, but back then, you know, it was like just all like the fakie foods and the processed and the no sugar, low sugar, everything. And I was always on whatever my mom was on, and you know, she had my mom was always very petite too, but like had this like you know fascination with weight in her body, and she's you know vain and looks amazing to this day because of it as a 75 year old woman. Um, But anyway, always struggled, but I was always active. I love to dance, but there were there were times in high school. Where I, when I look back now, I'm like, I legitimately had eating disorders that I didn't even recognize as eating disorders at the time. Like, you know, not to get too into it, but I, there were definitely times where like I binged and purged. There were definitely times where I like closet eat it. Like I remember closet ate, like I remember coming home from school when no one was home and I would like literally like order a pizza and eat the entire thing and throw out the box. Like things that now as an adult and as a, as a nutrition coach, I look back and I'm like, wow, like I could have probably used some help back then. And I kept it all very secretive, but it was always just this internalization of like, just not being happy with the way that I looked. Anyway, fast forward, I went to college, you know, a lot of ups and downs where a lot of girls, you know, we, we kind of did it together with like binge restrict, not barely eat during the week and then just go all out on the weekends and party and eat and no exercise. And it was kind of just this constant flow of like, I went, uh, I have like healthy periods and unhealthy periods. But I always knew there were like issues with it. And I never felt balanced. I always felt like I was on this ongoing roller coaster of ups and downs, just always feeling like very frustrated and never, ever like good about it. Not to say like I wasn't happy with myself at times. I was. But in that respect, I just like I never felt like anything was clicking. Um, Graduated college, moved to the city was very inactive and same thing, just like had this very unhealthy relationship with food. I would starve myself during the week. I would go out on the weekends, late night, eat, binge, be hungover, and the cycle would just continue. And basically I don't, I, again, it, there wasn't a aha moment, but one day I was just like, I feel like fucking shit. and I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I was at my heaviest. I was probably like 30 pounds heavier than I am today, which is like for a five foot tall person. Like, I mean, Liz, you know, you're small. Like it's a lot of weight and I didn't feel good. So I moved downtown, I joined Equinox and I fell in love with fitness. And that's kind of where my love for like fitness and nutrition started. I finally found myself with fitness and I actually started teaching at Equinox. I taught like high intensity internal training classes as my side gig, always hustling. And um, there was something not adding up with my nutrition. I just, again, I felt fluffy. I felt like there was something wrong. So I started doing like a deep dive into like more like functional nutrition, um, gut health, curing whatever's going on from the inside out and being like, wow, wait, the, I'm feeling bloated probably because of something that I'm eating and I'm gassy probably because of something that I'm eating and oral during this, I was trying to navigate um, developing a healthy relationship with food, trying to dish the all or nothing mentality. So it all kind of like came to a head at once. So I started like reading books, listening to podcasts, doing all this work while I was working my full-time job. And I got really, really interested in it as a topic in general and then I noticed that people would start coming to me. I did start to shed weight. I took on a whole, a whole real food approach, which is what I preach now. You know, I, I walk my talk 100%. And um, I felt like I just like shed this weight in this layer that had been sitting on me forever. I had a better relationship with exercise. I wasn't over exercising anymore. And people started coming to me for advice. Like people would ask me, I would always bring my lunch at work. And people would ask me questions and this. And I was like, wow, like I kind of like talking to people about this. It just kind of like developed. So as I was at my job, I was like, "What else can I do with this?" I was like, I said, I was like teaching at Equinox, but I was like, I love the fitness aspect, but I don't want to do it. I really love talking about food; like I could talk about it twenty four hours a day. And then I was like, "What can I do with this?" And I honestly don't know how I found it, but I found IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, where I got my coaching certification, which is like you know the most highly respected, I think, online coaching certification out there, and it also focused on functional. Um, like looking at things from a more functional perspective, meaning like the inside out, not putting in a band-aid on everything and really tapping into finding the root of the cause of the problem, whether that's, you know, you're bloating, your gas or a disease. Um, I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor, but you know, they talk, they touch on all these things and I was just fascinated. So um, while I was working, I had already had Bowie, my daughter, I started coaching. I started doing this program. It was a like year online program. And I think this was 2000. 18 because I was pregnant with Knox at the time. Yeah. So I was pregnant with Knox. I was doing this and I started like to very slowly just coach people randomly. Like I would take on a friend, I would take on a a person at work and just to kind of tap in to see if I liked it. And you were practicing. Exactly. Like I was kind of just like dipping the toe, going through the motions. I'm like, is this a thing? Then you started hearing about coaching that, you know, it kind of like started to spiral. I graduated from that program. I was officially certified. I started taking on a couple of people at a time and then COVID hit. (laughs) But COVID hit and COVID was like probably the best thing to ever happen
0: to your business.
1: The best thing. And I hate, not like I hate to say this, but I know that a lot of people can thank COVID for a lot of different opportunities but well, like if covid didn't happen i honestly don't know if i could have ever taken the leap like i'm about to celebrate my year my my first official year as a as a soul You don't have to feel bad about it. Position. I think it's just
0: the outlook on the the outlook you have on covid is a little bit more glass half full than glass half empty and that's okay. Totally. So what happened when covid hit?
1: So covid hit Let me preface this also. I have to give a shout out to my mentor, Jordan Syatt. For anyone who doesn't follow him, he's absolutely incredible. He's like a huge coach in the the coaching world. He's massive. He was um, Gary Vee's fitness coach for years. Um, And I think that like says it all. But anyway, I winded up meeting him right before COVID. Um, I met him on Instagram. We actually met for a coffee with his business partner, Mike Baconte, who's one of my other mentors now. And we had a little conversation just about my, my business in general. And we had an awesome hour of just like a very informational conversation. And they were like, we're not trying to push anything on you, but we just started this business mentorship program that we think that you would love. So I also right before COVID joined their fitness mentorship. So if any coaches are listening to this, whether you're fitness or nutrition or honestly, any type of coach, I joined their mentorship. And like, that was huge for me because I learned so much and I'm still in the mentorship two years later now. And it's the best thing that I've ever done for my business. And it's helped people. with
0: your business practice, right? Business. And like business. Yes.
1: All business. A lot like coaching as well, like the actual art of coaching, but building the business, building a website, building up your social, how to talk to a client, like all these things are everything that's just So I want to give them a shout out as well, because that was huge for me. Um, so COVID hit. And, um, I was, I moved to Florida with my parents and my two kids. My husband stayed here. Cause I was like, Oh, I think this sounds serious. I'll be gone for two weeks. You know, fast forward four months later, me and my kids are still down there. And I was like, Colin, get your fucking ass down here now. <laughs> so I was working my full time, had my kids with my crazy parents and trying to coach as many people as possible. I was like, I need to run with this business now because this is my only opportunity. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to be at home. When I worked for my company, I was like, I was taking clients during lunch before work and after work at like nine o'clock at night, which was obviously terrible. So I was like racking up all these, cl- trying to rack up as many clients as I could, which at that point was only like five or six, you know, but it took and a lot of your time. Yes, exactly. Like
0: I was working 20. I felt like a crazy limit. Totally. But I also think it's so interesting to point out how you managed to start this and kind of get the, like the groundwork going, While you were still working, because a lot of entrepreneurs do that, and a lot of entrepreneurs like don't know when when to kind of make cut the cord and take that leap. And I think that that's I want you to say what like what was it that was you were like okay I'm done I'm done with my full time job.
1: So well, number one that brings up a great point because anyone that's kind of like double fisting at the same time in terms of like their day to day and their side hustle that they want to turn full time, like you will be working around the clock. That's just part of it. I heard it when I listened to the podcast, you know, with like Ed My Lad and all these inspiring people, like that's what happens. You work around the clock because like you have like your baby and then you have the things that's going to be paying your bills. And then especially if you're a parent on top of that, you know, you are like a chicken with running around like a chicken with that head. So I cut the cord when I felt financially stable that I had enough faith in myself that I would be t- able to take on enough people. And that for me was a non-negotiable because... Um, I live in New York city, as you know, one of the most expensive, the most expensive city in the entire world. I have two children and I, I don't like feeling out of me, you know, like my husband works, does well, but like, I just didn't, I, I'm like, I, that was part of my responsibility. So, um, What I also want to point out that I did, and this was also a huge shift, and this is something that um, I learned from my mentorship program that I didn't really recognize right away, is that my social, because I do get all my clients from social as of now, you know, still, I mean, now referrals more too, but um, I took my social from talking about me to talking about you. And that, for anyone that's listening, that's going to be in this industry of helping others, Wanting to gain clients where you're providing them a service to change their lives, you have to take that shift from, you feel, you you take out every I, or for the most part, and you change it to you. And we all know that everyone is so ADD at this point with, like, between TikTok and Reels, and it's like, everyone just wants little fight lists of information that they can easily digest. In thirty seconds or less, like sixty seconds, I think is even too long at this point, um, that they can take away. And of course, you want to mix in some fun, like personality things in there too, because people want to also feel comfortable and get to know you. But they want—they don't just want to see the highlight reel of like. I'm going to use like you know a lot of people in the health and wellness world right now, of like. You drinking lemon water and you doing this workout that you love and you, 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 they're like, how can I change? I want to change. Like, I don't want to just look at you and hope that I do you one day. You know? When you
0: made that kind of mindset shift on your Instagram, what what
1: transpired from that? Literally everything. My entire, first of all, I started getting more followers. I started connecting with more people over Instagram um, that would talk about me or promote me or tag me because they liked this different way of, I don't think I, it's not, it's not like mind blowingly different from what other people are doing. But I think people like really resonated with my message because I give, I give tough love and I'm not sugarcoating everything. You know, we're in living in this age or climate, you know, we like to say now with like the air quotes of like, you can't say anything mean. You have to treat everyone with fucking kids' gloves. Um, you have to make sure that you're not offending anybody, which is impossible at this point. And like, I... Not that I don't think there's a time and a place to be sensitive and loving and caring, which I am with all my clients and my, my audience. But like, people people are sick of that. They're over it. That doesn't work for a lot of people anymore. And they need something with a little more grit and a little more edge. And again, when I turn the focus to them, when I turn the focus, I, I, I was, um, curtailing a lot of what I was saying when I first jumped on IG, because I was like, this is what I, I was, I was being the person I thought I was supposed to be, not the person that I was or that I wanted to be. And now you are the person that you are. Yeah. You show up as yourself to me. People come to me and one of the first things out of their mouth, they're like, I need you because I need someone to whip my ass into shape and to give me some tough love because anyone else that I've ever gone to just tells me that everything I'm doing is fine and I don't make any progress and I fall off and I can't seem to breathe.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by one of my favorite small business tools, Canva. This tool is like having a design pro in your back pocket. From social media assets to one-sheeters and even video files, you can legit make anything on it. I've been using it for years and I don't know what I ever did without it. To get started with Canva, go to partner.canva.com slash dear today and check out more of my favorite tools on my Instagram at Lindsay Pinchuk. You've made the shift with your Instagram, you've cut the cord with your full-time job, you're taking on one-on-one full-time clients. By the time I find you, you have a wait list. So talk to talk, I want you, I want everyone to kind of hear about your business and your revenue streams and how you took what you do one-on-one um, and share your knowledge on Instagram to the masses, but then you also have figured out this way. To share your knowledge is, I like to say, Rachel Schwartz Nutrition Light with your challenges. Mm -hmm, Because you you have scaled your business in a really amazing way for someone like me. And when I say that, I mean like I a thousand percent would have hired you one-on-one. I mean, of course I would have, I think you're amazing, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that like someone like me, like I didn't really need it. Like I I just needed those like little tips from you to like get my ass in gear. And you provided that to me in a group setting. And to me, that was invaluable. And the materials that you provided. I reference all the time. I I literally open my computer every night at dinner and use one of your recipes, either from your <laughs> website or from my, my book. I love it. My kids <laughs> even love it, which is like, oh my God. And it's like, this is like why I love Rachel. And I, I, I'm going to let you talk in a second, but I, I, there's just so much I want to say about you because I've tried so many different ways to like get healthy and it, and it's not even about losing a gazillion pounds. It's just about feeling good. Like I also have Hashimoto's disease and I, I want to feel good. And part of why I love you is one, you do show up as yourself every single day, which I think is amazing. But two, Thank you don't you. have unexpected, like it, there's no, there, the, your expectations are very realistic of your clients. You're not telling me you can't drink. You're not telling me you can't eat carbs. You're not telling me, no sugar. And we've all tried all of those things. You are really talking about this wholesome approach that is whole body. And it's funny because a lot of the brands that you have taught me through, through my education with you, like I then have like taught other people, like I had a bunch of moms over and I made this like, Halloween candy charcuterie this was like in the beginning of October before we were sick of candy and I had like unreal on it and I had three people hey. ask me after like what were those snacks and so you know I just it's so realistic what you teach people and like my favorite part of what you say is like you want the piece of pizza eat the fucking piece of pizza and don't feel bad and like okay. I do and like and I don't feel bad because I hear you in my voice in my head being like it's okay and I know it's okay because I know it doesn't work when it's an all-or-nothing approach. So, like, I really, I, 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 and you can see by me sharing this that I have taken away so much from Rachel, and I am not even in her one-on-one program. So that is what I want to talk about. Like, I want you to talk about like how you (laughs) But so how did you take this approach and scale it? Because that is what our audience wants to hear. Our audience wants to know, Rachel Schwartz, how have you been so successful? I mean, you really, you have found a way that not only does your approach resonate with, not only does your content resonate with people, your approach resonates with people. Yeah.
1: Um, Which again, the keyword resonates. Real resonates relatable, the three R. Let's write that down. Like seriously, this is what people want. This is the first thing that's out of their mouths when they DM me, when I talk to them in person, when they were finally coaching and in my challenges. So thank you for saying that I failed my business, which I have, I'm in the, I'm figuring it out. My two challenges have been very successful. I'm hoping that they continue to be as successful so that I can help more people. Um, okay. So first I started with one-on-one. I started with one-on-one where I would, dabble and take on X amount of people at a time. If I want to be very busy, I don't talk about how many people I take on at a time because some people don't feel comfortable, you know? And then they think that like, my client loves me like, but you're so busy. I'm like, you don't need to worry about how busy I am. I am. Everyone has their own version of busy. Exactly. I take on the amount of clients that I think I can handle. I know what my cap is. I know what too much is. I know what, what I'm chilling and like too little is. Like I, I'm there already, even for only doing this for a year. I really seasoned to know with what I do with my clients. Next, this is a key thing because if anyone listens to this, goes to my Instagram account and sees that I have 19.5 right now, hopefully a little bit more by the time it airs. You'll be at 20 by the, time, at least by the time, at <laughs> least by the
0: time we it air this. It's so
1: hard to grow these days. But anyway, they're going to be like, oh, like that in an Instagram world, you know, to a regular person, it's a lot of people. But in the Instagram world, it's not that many. But the key here, everybody, and this is why anyone that's starting their own business that doesn't think that they can grow, that doesn't like have faith that they can like get the numbers that they want from that perspective, it does not matter about that. What matters is engagement. What matters is connection. What matters is Are people going to buy your product because they believe that you can either add value, change their life, get them to their next level where they want to be? And that's what matters. It does not matter that, you know, in the world of Instagram, I have like a fraction of followers because obviously, like my followers or the ones that at least engage with me, like want, want to buy what I'm selling. And of course, I'm a businesswoman, like just like all of you are out there as well. I want to help as many people as I can. And I want to be able to like keep my business afloat. Um, And this all comes down to connection and people wanting to work with you. If you are going to be doing consulting or one-on-one, they want to have to work with you. You know, one of the first questions I also get is, am I going to be working with you? Or am I going to be working with a team member? Number one, I don't have any team members yet, maybe down the line, but like people want to work with me. So, and this is where the wait list came in. So I have a wait list and this is a good tip for anybody out there. I actually never did this to draw attention, but I think it's actually a good idea. If you want to make people want what they can't have, right? They just do. You want a boy or a girl in high school that didn't like you. You want a job that you like are reaching for that like maybe you can't get. Like we want, what we can't have. So the same thing goes for this. So I had, again, I had a real wait list pretty much from, you know, within like the first couple of weeks or months because I'm one person. So I can't work with that many people. So it's like, if there are a lot of people that want to work with me, I'm going to have a wait list pretty easily. Um, but I, anyway, my little tip is that I put it in my, the link in my bio. So that's the first people that when they see my bio, it's like, Rachel, I think it's like your nutrition, BFF, flex, whatever. And then it's like, you want to work so with wait me wait my list. Wait list here. And people are like, Oh, this girl's wait list. She must be good. You know, whether you're good or not, it's a good tip. Anyway,
0: So I share that tip with people often. And I refer to you, I say, look at Rachel's, her bio, because I think it's a great tip.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so I have this waitlist that I actually don't keep in order of the people that joined it. And there's a couple of reasons for that. It's because people could have joined it and they're not interested anymore. I can't, I don't have time to go one by one, emailing people one by one. So what I do with my waitlist, when I'm ready to take on new clients, I blasted out to the entire wait list and I said, "Coaching is open. Here are my consult times. It's a calendly, and it's like off to the fucking races. Whoever gets it, gets it." And they book up again. I feel very fortunate that people want to work with me. They book up within seconds, literally. That email goes out, and my my thirty consult openings book out. First, I started them for free. Now I don't have to do them for free. Now I charge a fee for them. It's not huge, but you know make a couple of hundred bucks off of the consults right away. And then I decide with the client, if I'm taking them on now, another tip, if you're a coach um, or you want to bring people on as a client, you want to, of course, like at first it's like, you want to take on as many people as possible because you want to build your brand. You want to get practice. You want to get experience, but you also want to, you're not like working for these people, you are taking them on, you're going to be spending your time and energy with them. So it's really important for you to feel confident and comfortable. That this is the right match for you, that this is right, especially if it's something like one-on-one so don't be scared. You know what I mean? Like, don't be scared to just like, again, like how touch, whatever these people's needs are, if it doesn't feel like a good fit, like don't be scared to turn people away. It's funny that you say
0: that because I am going to have a conversation today with someone who wants to hire me for something. And, but the, and I love her, but the person I'm going to have to work with is not someone who I want to work with. And I'm going to tell her that like, you know, if she wants me to do a project separate from that person, fine. But to your point, I, I feel like I cannot work in that capacity. And I've chosen this, I've made this decision and chosen this life. So I don't have to deal with that.
1: I love that. Exactly. Like we are the runners of our own business. This is the shit that you get to do when you're the CEO of yourself, you know? Like don't put yourself in uncomfortable situation. I understand if you're like like you really need the money, that's a different story. That's what I did at first too. I took on anybody and everybody. But over time, as you become more experienced, people appreciate that and they actually they appreciate the honesty. They do, you know. Like I have conversations, Lynn, just like you said, like I get like some people like you who are like, I feel like I know what to do with this. And we talk about it. I'm like, you don't need me. Do my challenge, like, do all like do everything that I'm telling you to do on Instagram and like call and you'll be fine like you'll be fine you know and then I I know the people I know off the bat who I'm dealing with and I'm honest about it because I also don't want to take on someone where they're getting like fucking half-assed results because they don't really need me you know like right it's like their success is my success okay so that's one-on-one yeah okay
0: so I was gonna say so that's one-on-one so then what okay
1: so then I was like how did you
0: have the idea to like
1: do this so big challenge. So I had the idea because also at the beginning of COVID, we basically did this three-day challenge. I was free and people just ate it up. They loved it. But they like, it was so, it was in a time, it was like prime COVID. People felt like shit. They weren't moving. They weren't even drinking water. It was like these tiny things. And I had set like a screenshot of rules that basically looked like a very like, you know, shortened version of like what my monthly challenges look like. So when I started to think about how, one thing about scaling, I was just like, I have these wait lists. I basically got like death messages from people like, when are you opening up one-on-one? And I was like, how can I help more people? And I was like, to do a challenge? Like, let's just see it. It literally came to me like April 1st of last year. And I was like, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it in May because people want to get ready for summer. So I, I was like, it needs to be simple. It needs to be basic. It needs to be everything that I practice and preach on Instagram. So people are familiar with it and it can't be too overwhelming because I don't want to feel like people feel like they're failing. You know, I want it to be like small shifts to create big changes, which is always what I say. And I came up with this and I launched it and it killed, like I hit it out of the park. I think I did 250 signups, you know, in a matter of less than 48 hours. Um, lower price point, of course, than my one-on-one coaching way lower. And, um, it was really successful and people loved it. And a huge part Were of Were you it,
0: nervous about like asking for this money for this content that you put out know. normally? Like, what if it fails? And I think that's like the big thing. Like, and that's even like what I'm dealing with at the moment is like, I have an idea for something that's like for the masses. And admittedly,
1: I'm like, well, what if no one buys it? Yeah. I had all those feelings. I did. And I was like, listen, if I put it out and 10 people sign up, then at least I get to help 10 people. And then it will be like more of a small group coaching thing. And I'll see how that does. I'm like, or what? Well, I don't know. All those thoughts went through my head and I almost didn't have time to think about it because I was like hustled so quickly to get it done. So I was like, okay, I need landing page and a Facebook group. I need, I need a packet and I need, you know, whatever. So that was that. So then once that was over, people were like, when's the next challenge? When's the next challenge? And I was like, oh my God, this could be like a thing. So I was kind of going to wait until like the next year, but everyone kept asking me. And I was like, do one in the fall because fall is like a very scary anxiety-provoking time for people with holidays. The seasons are changing. You're off of summer. You get, you got, because we know there's always another thing. It's either there's a trip coming up or there's holidays or there's summer or there's winter. It's every excuse in the book to either not do or do something. And I was like, so I'm gonna do it in October so it doesn't get like too nitty-gritty with like all the holidays in. And I I just finished that one and it was again, it was amazing. Thank you. I raised the price point because I added more value to it. And I was very scared to raise the price point. And I'm sure I, I did get significant, not significantly less signups. I got less signups, but I, I I honestly wanted. I want more committed people. I don't care about having, I don't want 500 people in a group because like that to me is a little big. I was, I was cutting it off at certain points and I'm going to keep, that's going to evolve and change over time. But I was like, if I raise the price point, number one, I am adding more, more value. So I stand behind this. We didn't raise it that much. And I was like, and plus, like I want the people that are really fucking committed. Like I don't want people just signing up and doing it like a gym membership where they sign up for a gym membership and never go. Like I want people to actually go through the motions. I'm not here to just like steal people's money. So, um, and that was wildly successful. And now I'm, I'm already getting ready for January. Me and so, my are on it.
0: So for, so moving forward, do you feel like you're, this is this, you, you're like comfortable in your business. Like this is kind of how it's going to be. You're going to have your one-on-ones and then you're going to do a few challenges a year. And like, has that created a business for you that
1: fills you up? Honestly. Okay. For right now, 1000%. But you know, as well as I know, as once you go off on for your own and you are the face and the owner and founder of your own business, you're always, what's next? Now, what am I going to do? Now, what can I do? So like, I feel like a hamster because my, my mind is constantly like spinning, spinning, spinning. And also I'm like, and what if the challenges, like, what if I get, like, I would never get bored of them. I love them so much, but I'm like, what if that people like, every time I do a challenge, I'm going to be scared that people aren't going to sign up. I was scared for this one.
0: I almost, how are you continuing to like draw new people to your Instagram
1: and grow? And uh, what are you doing in that? Because that I I have to work on. I have to make an initiative because honestly I'm not. And I just spoke to Jordan and Mike, my mentors about this the other day. I was like, I know that I'm not putting in the work and effort that I need to, to, to get a bigger audience that, but I'm really just continuing to engage my current audience. That's how I feel like really honestly, like, to grow these days, we all know it's very, very hard on Instagram. You have to post like two times a day, every day, this, that, da da, 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 And it's like, I don't do that because like, I'm busy. Like, you know, like, which is a good thing. Right. Um, So it's like, it's kind of like this give and take. So yeah, that is one of my initiatives for 2022 to see if I can like, you know, continue to grow because I've kind of been at like this. Because that's field. where you pull
0: new clients
1: from. Exactly. But, you know, with my wait list is even a fraction of those people were ever interested in coaching with me, I'd be good for like a couple of years, quite honestly. <laughs> so, so I kind of go back and forth. My one-on-one clients always come first, of course. And I only do these challenges at times where I have less one-on-ones, you know what I mean? Because I want to, I don't want my one-on-ones feeling like they're getting shafted in any way, shape, or form.
0: So you said something in the beginning that I want to bring up. You, you mentioned how like you were comfortable in your job and, and you know, you had this paycheck and things were comfortable and, I love that you mentioned that because I do think, and you and I both know that that is like the number one reason why people don't make a change, whether it's their job or their life or their health or nutrition, whatever it might be. Yeah. You push people out of their comfort zone every single day now. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I love that you like walk the walk and talk the talk. And I mean, you really do, but you have to. How, like, how did you get over that initial like pushing yourself out of that out of the comfort zone?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. And like, I'm not going sugar- to sugarcoat it or be like, I just did it and felt motivated. Like, <laughs> I it was so hard. Like, I lived my entire existence, like coming up to this point, like I was a cushy person. I like sailed through high school. I sailed through college. I honestly don't even know how I graduated the University of Massachusetts Wisconsin. Hell yeah, like I don't even know how me, like me and my friends got through it. And I was always kind of fine. I'm just like being like here. I'm like, okay, I don't need to be like the president of this or this. And I think this sounds so cliche and cheesy, but it's like when you, and you know what I'm going to say probably, it's like when you find that thing that lights that lights you up inside that you get so excited to talk about and feel so motivated towards and like just it, it like spirals and you want to push in a way to get there that like nothing has pushed you before and honestly like I didn't know what was going to happen I don't know what's going to happen a year from now. I don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now but I just remember crying hysterically during my soul cycle classes shout out to Jadis and Sam Y my two favorite instructors who literally like I would cry in the darkness and be like, why am I still at this job when I have this passion? I need to just like jump ship. I know I can do it. I have faith in myself. I have all the tools. And granted, I want to preface this by saying like, yes, my husband also has like a good job or like if God forbid anything happens, like I, I know that not everybody has that luxury. So I just want to be sensitive towards that matter. But like, God damn it. Life is so short. Again, cheesy cliche, but it is. It's but so and I agree sure. with you. I mean,
0: and I've done it twice, you know. I mean, like the first time that I did it, I loved my job. I loved working at good housekeeping. I loved working at publishing. There was in publishing, there wasn't a single thing I didn't like about that job. But to your point, there was something that was lighting me up inside. I I was pregnant and I wanted to help other pregnant people. And I said to my husband, we're gonna make these changes and just take a chance. And and I and I said, I can always go back to corporate America. And that was kind of
1: how I felt about it. And I never looked back, right? Yes, I love that you just said that because like for most people, it's like, just try, just go and try. Like you might surprise yourself because you can always go back and get X, Y, or Z, you know, you can probably get another job, even if it's like a job at like, whatever big or small means to you as that person, you know, but you have to try. Like you cannot spend your life in this space where every day you're miserable. You know, the second time I did this, I I
0: was miserable. I mean, it was really more, more miserable because I was not doing what I wanted to do anymore. And I, and I found myself doing other things that, and I, and I wasn't helping people. And that's really, I want to connect with people. I want to help people. And I wasn't doing that anymore. And when I started getting these projects and people were asking me, to, to consult for them. I was like, this is what I want to be doing. And then I was like, and I want to help others to achieve this success, just like you do. You want to help others achieve this success. And you know, I did what you did. Like I started building my website. I was doing it on the side. I was, you know, really cultivating people on the side. Like, I'm gonna be taking a leap soon and I'll be available for hire for projects and whatever. <laughs> right. And finally I just ripped that band-aid
1: and you know, and it felt so good. Because you also, and like you, like this is, like, I I feel like we connected right off the bat because it's like, you can just feel it in you. Like, I feel that passion in you. you. I feel that power. Like you're, you make eye contact, like you're very direct, you're secure in your knowledge. Like, these are all the things that like you want to have when you're going off on your own. But like you, you
0: know, you all, I too doubt myself all the time and how, you know, it's very easy. And I think that is such a common trait for entrepreneurs, for founders, for people who are going off on their own and making that, taking that leap. It's very common for people to be unsure, no matter how successful you are, no matter what your background is, people are going to be, you're going to be unsure about yourself and that's
1: okay. But it's really pushing yourself past that point. So, and this is what we also have to remind ourselves about social, you know, because like whatever you're seeing, there's always a story. There's always a story behind what's going on and everyone's always going to be putting their best foot forward in front of everybody else. But like everyone is struggling. What whoever's listening to this, struggling with a business or taking the leap or like everyone goes through the same motions and everyone goes through the same steps and everyone feels insecure and scared at points. And if you didn't, then you're probably batching out of your mind. You should. (laughs) I want to, and this is what's going to keep you on like, you're at the top of your game, you know, always wanting to grow and get better and provide better services. 100%.
0: 100%. I want to ask you two more things. The first thing I want to ask you is, you talked a little bit about your mentorship that you're a part of, but and I know that that's been a really big resource for you. I can see that. And I, I know you've referenced it a few times throughout this conversation, but what other resources have been very instrumental in helping you succeed?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. Honestly, I'm such a huge podcast girl. What are a couple podcasts you like? <laughs> Okay, Ed Milet is one of my favorite people. Do you know him or do you ever listen to him? Oh, he's incredible. Like you come off of listening to a podcast him, and you're like, fuck yeah, I can rule the world. Like that type of energy. And that's how you want to feel. Exactly, exactly. So like he's one of my number ones. I honestly also, I love Lauren Everett from The Skinny Confidential because like the way that she talks about business and actually the guests that like they have on their podcast, I think are incredible for the most part. Um, and just like talking about like taking the leap, not settling, like get on the top of your game and just go after what you want. Like they talk about that constantly, like no matter who's on their show. And like, they've actually been like really big influences in my life.
0: And then the last thing that I want to ask you and what I want to end on is a two part question. And I, I want you to tell me what you would tell yourself 10 years ago. And I want you to tell me what you would tell the... Like, what would you tell the founders and the entrepreneurs and the, the people who are aspiring to really go out on their own that are listening to this? What are three things you would tell them before they do that or while they're doing it?
1: It's so funny because like when I think back, if I had to redo it over again, I don't even think I would tell my younger self to jump earlier than I did. I would just tell my younger self that like, like you don't have to settle. You don't have to settle for mediocrity. You don't have to settle for something that you don't want to do. And if you're sitting in a space, the majority of your day, which was eight to nine hours of my day, like I said, it was a good job for the first couple of years, but then it took like a really dark turn. Like I would, I would just say like, do not stay in a space where like you, you're negative Um, You're having negative energy and negative, constant negative thought processes. And just like that, it's completely emotionally and physically draining. Like you don't have to settle for that. And there's something better for you out there. And what do you, what would you tell other entrepreneurs and founders? (laughs) Number one, don't be on your high horse, no matter how amazing you think you are. If you are just starting out, you have to go through the motions. Listen, I'm still going through the motions. I'm only really like a full year in. I don't even like tell really tell people that on Instagram. People think I've been going to for longer than that. So I was surprised. Um, <laughs> but but uh, you're honest. Don't so you like get over yourself and go through the motions? Work with people for free. Get experience.
0: Practice. I want to say something about that right now because I have opened up my calendar to seven 30 minute free slots a month. And it's not about, it's one, I, I really love helping these people and like seeing, seeing what I can do for them in 30 minutes is really amazing. Right. Amazing. I
1: would love to, I love to like sit in on one of those one day. if I can. And two though, it is helping
0: me to your point practice. It is like, I am practicing like what my little nuggets of information are and how I want to position things. And like, it's amazing. And it's, and it's really helping me to see my value. And I think, thank you for saying that because I think people are so afraid of like giving away their time for free and you
1: don't have to be afraid of that. You got to do it. You got to do it. And if you talk to someone and they're like, oh, don't do that. You're worth so much more. You're not. You're not worth so much more until you build a business and you're making a, whatever money that means to you. And you're making a living off of it. That's when you are worth it. You know what I mean? Like at the beginning. You need to go through the steps and go through the motion and you should want to get better. You should want the practice and you you should want the experience. If I think about my coaching two years ago, God, I don't even know what I was saying to these people. Like, I think I was always helpful to some extent, but I was nowhere where I am now and that comes with practice, practice, practice and going through the motion. So that's number one. Number two, you're, I said this kind of earlier, but you're probably going to have to do a lot of juggling and be okay with that. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be forever. And that's what I just want you to always to remind yourself. You know, I say this, I always, you know, bring the stock off to nutrition and fitness. Like it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but over time, it will get a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And ultimately one day you're not going to be straddling these two things where you feel like you're being like ripped in half, like stretched Armstrong. Like eventually you're going to be able to take the leap, but just for now, just like in college, how you have to get eased for a little bit. You're going to have to do both (laughs) and you're going to have to put your best foot forward for both of them. you know, for the most part. And number three, I mean, is it so cliche if I'm like, just fucking do it?
0: No, because I think so many people need the kick in the ass. It's never going
1: to be the right time. That's what I was just going to say. I was going to say, don't wait for the perfect time. Don't wait until like, oh wait, but I might get married or I might have a kid. Oh, now I'm pregnant. It's the same thing with diet. You know, people come to me up. I'm not ready for coaching yet, but I'm going to come to you when I'm ready. I'm like, and when is that going to be? It's never going to be the right time. So if you have this pull, this drive, and like something in the universe is telling you you should go in this direction, just go, go explore it, at least explore it to the best of your ability. And then you can always change your mind. I know it seems overwhelming. I know it seems scary. I know... You know, there's a lot of unknown these days, but it's worth it. And if we learned anything over the past year, it's like anyone can turn anything into anything if you work hard enough. And you
0: are the prime example of that. So Rachel Schwartz from Rachel Schwartz Nutrition, I want to say thank you so much for being here. I, I am so excited to see where this goes, what's coming next how you grow. I literally hang on your every word from a (sighs) standpoint and from a business standpoint. (laughs) This has been such a great conversation because I have learned things from this conversation as a business owner. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. For those of you who are listening, make sure you follow Rachel at Rachel Schwartz Nutrition. I'm going to post the link and tag her because it's Rachel with an AE. So I will post that and you absolutely are going to want to follow her because I'm telling you her tips and her tricks are going to change your life as they have mine. Um, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate it. And um, I can't wait to see what's coming for you, girl, because I know it's going to be huge.
1: Thank you so much, Lynn. This was so fun. And I really so appreciate you having me on.
0: How amazing is Rachel Schwartz and how incredible is her story. I know that you can see now why I think that she is so awesome and all of the amazing takeaways that she had for all of you. Honestly, like I said earlier, Rachel is the epitome of someone who took a leap, someone who had a passion and she made it into her career. She saw an opportunity and she seized it. There were so many awesome takeaways from today's episode. Number one, figure it out what it is that you love and how you can make a career out of it. Rachel loved fitness and helping others with food as she herself was losing weight and getting healthy. And that is how she decided to get her own certificate all while she was working. Number two, make the preparations while you're working to take that leap. Rachel balanced a lot while getting her certificate from IIC, but she was covering all of her bases to prepare for what was ahead. Number three, Start coaching and practicing if that's part of your business practice. Dip your toe in to see what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it before you actually take the plunge. Number four, when you first start and when you have a full-time job, you're going to work around the clock. That is often just the way it is. You're going to have to juggle it first, especially before you take that leap. But it doesn't have to be forever. Number five, When Rachel took her social from being about me to talking about you, that is when she started seeing a huge difference. If you're helping others and wanting to gain clients where you're providing them a service to change their lives, you have to shift. Take out every I and change it to you. Number seven, engagement is key. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, if they're engaging with you, they will likely be buying from you. And as a business, that is what is most important. Number eight, at first, Rachel was the person she was acting as she thought she was supposed to be, not the person she wanted to be. And once she started showing up as herself, she started seeing the impact on her business. Number nine, don't be on your high horse, no matter how amazing you think you are. You have to go through the motions, especially when you're starting out. Work with people for free and get that experience. Number 10, just get started. Just do it. Try, because if you because if you don't, you're never going to know what you'll find on the other side. I can't thank you enough for being here and for joining us in today's episode of Dear Found Her. Make sure you follow Lindsay Pinchuk and Dear Found Her on Instagram. You can also go to lindsaypinchuk.com slash freebie to download some of my tips, tools, and resources for starting a business and for managing the social media beast. Don't forget, join the Dear Found Her Facebook community. Link is in the notes for more discussions to help propel your success. I go live there regularly and share lessons and I also answer all of your questions. Plus, that's where I'm gonna be putting all of the information about my upcoming small business workshop, Just Get Started. We have some amazing guests coming up, so please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen. If you know someone who wants to start their own business just like Rachel did, or who has a business, or who has an amazing idea for a business, text them this episode or post it on your Instagram. Tag me. I'll make sure to reshare some of those in order to say thank you. I'll be back next week with another episode of Dear Founder.